y'all. This is Chris Lennon, and you're listening to the Sparkle in the Mess podcast. I come to you as a recently divorced single mom, and I come to you with honesty and vulnerability. I invite you to join me in my struggles and on my journey towards self-improvement. If you're currently going through a messy life situation and you're looking for some encouragement, you've come to the right place. Hey, 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 it's Chris Lennon here, and I'm recording this. It's actually Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Probably by the time that I get this edited and actually published, it will be like June. So you'll listen to this and you'll be like, oh, Valentine's Day? I kind of halfway remember that. (laughs) Um, But on that note, I am trying to do this podcast more regularly. I would love to say that I could produce a show once a week, but more realistic is once a month. So, but I do want to, if I'm going to do it once a month, kind of have a set day so you guys can anticipate when I publish my next episode rather than trying to plug in every now and then to see if I've uploaded a new podcast. I think that when someone that you want to follow and you want to listen to is so sporadic, it makes you as a listener and a follower feel kind of defeated or deflated because you just never know, and it's very undependable or independable. I think it's undependable, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to come across as an undependable. We're going to go with undependable, undependable person. I do truly want to add some kind of value to your day and your life, and I understand that when I go MIA or it's radio silence for several weeks at a time without any kind of, okay, you know, every first Thursday of the month, there's a new episode without any kind of timeline, you as a listener, like it just discredits this podcast and it discredits myself. So I'm thinking Thursdays, I Like I said, I would love to produce an episode every week, like every Thursday, release an episode. Um, Just with my life and current situation and how up and down it is and unpredictable, I don't think I can commit to that, but I can commit to once a month. So let's see, today being... Let's say, let's start this off today. So today is Thursday, the 14th, and I'm going to say, I'm kind of going to guess this is the second Thursday of the month. Let me look here on my calendar real quick, Um, because then we can make a thing of it like every second Thursday. So yes, it's the second Thursday of the month. So let's just do that. We'll make an agreement here, right here and right now. I'm going to write it down. Every second Thursday of the month, I'll release a new podcast, which it's after 10. So for me to release a new podcast tonight, 
means that I've got to edit this and produce it and put it online within the next two hours. And not that I do a lot of editing because, I, as I explained, maybe in my first episode, I am not like a big tech savvy person. I don't rehearse these episodes. I don't have a script that I go by. It is what it is. So there's not a lot of editing. What I do when I edit is if there's any kind of background noise or big pause, sometimes I'll say something and I'll pause for a really long time. And rather than just hit stop on my computer, I'll just let it go knowing that I can cut out that pause. So that's really kind of all the only editing I do. But seeing that it's 10, 15, maybe we should go with every Friday, every third, what did I just say? Every second Thursday, every second Friday of the month, which tomorrow is the 15th. So maybe every 15th, every day on the 15th. Okay, so every month on the 15th, I'm writing this down, I'm going to release a podcast so that you know where I'm headed and I know where I'm headed and I feel much better about the whole situation. Okay, that was like, I don't know, 10 minutes of me discussing nothing, basically just talking to myself. So welcome. Like I said, this is Valentine's Day. I hope you've had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I actually had a pretty good Valentine's Day myself. It's, I'm not going to go into details because who wants to hear details about anybody's Valentine's Day, honestly, <laughs> but it was a good one. So I hope you had a good one, whether it was spent by yourself or with someone that you love. So anyway, okay, so I'm having this problem with my hair lately and I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. I've always not liked my hair. I have shoulder length brownish blondish hair, which I get highlighted to make me look more blonde. I was blonde as a little girl, and I've always just um, wanted to stay blonde, right? So, and I've always wanted this, like, thick, long, healthy-looking, luscious hair that you see on commercials, and I have the opposite. I have very thin hair. I have very frail hair. It never grows but like beyond my shoulders. Even when I was pregnant and people were like, oh my gosh, your hair is going to get so full and it's going to get so shiny and it's going to be amazing. I, that never happened to me. Like my hair stayed just as thin, just as frail, just as like waspy looking. It did not happen for me. So if you're listening and you have amazing hair, just know that I am totally jealous because I have like not amazing hair. And on that note, I've always been trying to kind of change my hair. And I was watching this video on Facebook, which is the worst. Like, I'm, gosh, like people that do ads on Facebook and market products, like they know what they're doing because they get me. Every time, so this girl who had short hair was um, going on and on about this flat iron and how it would make the perfect curls, and I was like, oh my gosh, my hair looks like hers. I want curls like that. I need a new flat iron, and so I immediately ordered this like $129 flat iron, right, thinking my hair is now going to be amazing um, and bouncy and it's going to be great. I'm going to be so happy and I'm so excited when I get it in and of course I turn up 
try it immediately to, you know, curl my hair and do what she was doing. And my hair does not respond like hers did. And that annoys me. But that doesn't stop me. It doesn't, it's not like I, I said to myself, oh, okay, well, that's just not going to happen because my hair is different. I said, no, I'm going to make this happen. And so day after day, I would routinely try to get my hair and this flat iron to work together so that it would make these beautiful, fun curls, right? And what happened, what happened was, I told you I had fragile hair at one night. I was doing this, and I guess I have done it one too many times, and I totally fried the ends of my hair right around, like, around my face on the, is this my right side? Yeah, right side. So if you were looking at me, it would be my left side, where I kind of have, I don't have bangs, but I have it brushed to the side, and it's not as long as my, the rest of my hair, so it kind of frames my face. Well, I totally singed the ends off, and it looked awful. So went to my hairstylist and she was like, I can't do much for you except just cut off the part that you burnt and we're just going to have to let your hair grow back out. So she ended up cutting off a lot of it and now I have these really dorky short looking bangs and I don't look good in bangs and so I have to like pin them back, but they're so short that I can't really pin them back very far. So I have like a barrette right almost on the very edge of my scalp that is trying to hold back these teeny short like spiky hairs. Oh my gosh, it's just is a disaster. And that kind of reminds me of when I was younger, I was probably like, well, I was in, I think the first grade and Again, like I said, I've had this like hate relationship with my hair. Not love hate, like a hate relationship with my hair. And it goes back to when I was really young because I remember this one day I had, so I don't know, do you guys remember Dennis the Menace? Probably most of you that are listening to this don't remember Dennis the Menace, but Dennis the Menace was the show on TV on Nickelodeon, I think. It doesn't matter. And he was like a comic book person but he was this little boy and he had a cowlick um I hope you know what that is because I don't really know how to explain it other than a part of his hair towards the back kind of like stuck up and out and I had that and I hated it to a passion like I hated it and I tried I would wet my hair, like every day before school, I would wet that part of my hair so that it stuck to my scalp so it wouldn't like stick up. And as long as like in my mind, because obviously that my hair was going to dry and it was going to stick back up in the middle of the day. But in my mind, I left the house to go to school with that part of my hair wet. So in my mind, like I'd solve the problem. And then I guess one morning, I didn't feel like wetting my hair or I figured out that that wasn't the solution and so what I thought was going to be the solution was I'm just going to cut that piece of my hair off like I'm just going to cut it right off yeah so we were getting ready for school I have an older brother he's like two years older and he the like what made his day was to make me miserable honestly like he would pick on me 
all the time. He knew how to press my buttons, still does. And he just got so much joy of seeing me in pain. I mean, he's your typical older brother. So I was getting ready for school and I was having this like, I don't know, just struggle uh, about this hair, you know, that was sticking out this cowlick that I had. And that day I just was over it. And I was just like, it's got to come off. It's got to come off. So I asked my brother to cut it off. I said, you know, I got some big scissors. My mom had these like big silver heavy duty scissors and I got them and I was like, you need to cut this piece of my hair off. Like I like just, just cut it off right at the end, you know, just cut it off. I don't want it there anymore. And he said, well, actually, I'm surprised he didn't grab the scissors and cut all my hair off, but he actually was a decent brother at this point and said, I'm not going to do anything without you asking mom. Okay, well, we were upstairs in our bathroom, so I run downstairs. My mom is on the phone, and I pretend to ask her. Like, I run downstairs. She doesn't even see me. And I kind of, in my head, I'm like, okay, mom, can I cut my hair? And I don't even ask her. I don't even come close to being in her sight. And so then I, I just did it for, I just did it to rain downstairs and made it look like I had asked my mom so my brother would be appeased. So then I ran back upstairs and I said, okay, mom said that this was good. It was okay. So you can do it. So you got the chunk of my calic. And he cut it off, like, to the edge of my head. And I was so happy, like, ecstatic. Because my calic, when I looked in the mirror, my calic was no longer. I mean, it was gone. It was perfect. It was, like, the happiest day of my life, almost. You know, I was so excited. And so, continued to get ready for school, yada, yada. And at that time, my brother and I carpooled with some other, you know, a couple friends or whatever, and we were waiting outside. This is now my mom's end of the story or side of the story. Uh, we were, wait, she said that my brother and I were waiting outside near the mailbox for our carpool to come up, and she looked and noticed I seemingly had this, like, bald spot on the back of my head, and she like kept looking and was like, what the heck is going on with Chris's hair? Like, what, what is that? So she then walked up to us and she saw that I had cut my, or my brother had cut that part of my hair off. And I did, it looked like kind of a bald spot and she freaked out, right? She was just like, oh my God, what happened? And then I start crying and I'm in tears and then I realize how bad it looks and I didn't solve my problem I made it worse so from then on or for like so she I didn't go to school that day and I had kind of longer hair I mean like down to my shoulders and she took me to get a haircut and I got I remember I got a really short bob like right under my chin and the hairdresser, my my hair parts on the left to the right. And so the hairdresser made it where it would part the opposite way. So it was kind of like a comb over at the age of, I don't know, how old are you or when you're, when you're in first grade, like seven, eight. So it kind of almost had a comb over. And then we went to um, this children's 
clothing store and bought a ton of headbands, like one of every different color of headbands that had these big, big, big ass bows on them. And I would wear this headband with the bow that was placed strategically in the spot where my head was bald. <laughs> so for like a year or a year and a half, that is what I wore. That's how I wore my hair every day until that part of my hair grew back. Um, I'm not really sure what made me think of that story other than the fact that I am now dealing with something similar and I'm 38 years old. So I didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> it's terrible, but I think what I, I think the may or what I wanted to for you to get out of this podcast was not to just think of me as this idiot that does idiotic stuff to her hair but I uh, let's let's think about this on a deeper level so what I will say is when my brother did that cut that piece of my hair off I looked in the mirror and I thought this is awesome this is exactly what I wanted. This looks so good. This is awesome. And it wasn't until my mom saw it from a different angle and was like, no, 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 no. This is not awesome. This is detrimental almost. I mean, not just detrimental. It's hair. It's going to grow back. But, you know, this is not awesome and not okay. And we're, we're not going to celebrate this or we're not going to we're going to have to do something to remedy this. So I think that in life, sometimes we are so set on a certain outcome or we're so focused on something to look a certain way, whether that's in our career, whether that's physically, whatever it is, like we have points in our lives and times in our lives where we are like, okay, if we could just get it to look like this, then we would be happy. But sometimes the appearance, the appearance, like if we're just on a one level, if we're looking at it just on a one level plane, it may look good. But if we look at it at different angles or we have someone else look at it for us, we realize that no, 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 this is not good. This this is not going to work. And I think that that is the lesson for today, that if you're at a point in your job, you're physically or even emotionally, sometimes we can put a Band-Aid. Like I do that a lot with, you know, I've said before on this podcast, I struggle with depression. And sometimes I just put a Band-Aid over how I'm feeling and present myself with a smile on my face. And yet, if you were to look at me from a different angle, you would see that that smile is very shallow and it's not the reality of what's going on. And I'm really struggling. So I may think that I am pulling something off, like I am showing up as if I'm having a good time. When realistically, people that see me from all different angles know that I'm not fooling anyone. Something's, 
something's not right. You're struggling and it's okay. Let's let me help you and let's figure out a way that we can get through this rough patch, <laughs> so to speak, in your life. And I so I just kind of want to speak on the importance of having or embracing others in your life that can look at you or look at a situation or look at a certain task. I mean, even if it's something minuscule, minuscule, is that a word? Minute? I don't know. Seemingly unimportant. It brings a lot more depth or enlightenment when you allow somebody else to look at that situation and to see it from another angle and it can be very helpful and it can help you you know move on or you know we all have our blind spots so it's helpful when you can have someone not call you out necessarily but help you improve and I don't know I guess that that really is just kind of what spoke to me today and recently how I've started to realize and understand that there is value to having people in your life and how they can help you in all sorts of ways and that you doing life on your own, on your absolute very own, even if you're a control freak like me and you think you're doing it the right way all the time and your way or the highway kind of thing and you don't want anybody else's input, you know, that's that's not really the way we're meant to live life. So I just would encourage you to embrace those around you and to welcome, start welcoming their opinion and their insights. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to the value that they can add to your life and to your particular circumstance or situation and make you just a better person and make something that you might be struggling to go through doable. So that is my message to you guys today on Valentine's Day. Embrace the ones that love you and that are there, that want to be there for you. Welcome them with open arms, (laughs) so to speak. I hope you are having a wonderful day and we will talk again shortly. If I don't see you or talk to you before the 15th of the next month, I will be here again on the 15th of the next month like we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. All right, cheers y'all. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was somewhat helpful, and I hope to have you join me on the next episode. This is Chris Lennon with the Sparkle in the Mess podcast.